Owen, did you hear the big news? Uh, depends on what the big news is. Your favorite artist is going to play in Aggieville on uh, March 2nd. I did hear that, actually. I heard uh, Dave break the, or Who did break that? I think I was here. when. Well, yesterday, it was me. Yeah, but Mitch I was technically broke it. Um, I heard about it about a week ago. Yeah. And I, I mean, I like, I, I kind of buried it because I could have told all you guys. I didn't say a word. I'll give you credit for it. Thank I, you, man. I heard about it yesterday. I heard about it six months ago. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought you were going to one-up me. I was well, like, I think it's cool. Like You, you had more of an inside, uh, more inside knowledge than I did. Dude. I, I didn't find out until yesterday. And you know what stinks is now I can't take any credit for anything. But I should <laughs> I should have been like, hey, guess what? You know, I should have made a burner account. Darude's brother. One one two three four five six and put it out there on Twitter like, hey, he's coming. Yeah. Where's where's he going to be at, Nagy again? Yard bar. Is it yard bar? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard people are already lined up outside waiting for it. So <laughs> they're like, yeah, three months, negative nine. Ah, Who cares? Yeah, wristbands, yeah. you know. They're like, you hey, can get them uh, now. You yeah. don't have to do this. Uh, here's the wristband. They're like, no, man, I'm, I'm going to be here. I'm getting my seat. ThinkPatty'sDay.com <laughs> for more. Darude, the composer of Sandstorm, performing uh, at Yard Bar Nagyville on Fake Patty's Day at noon. So can we officially agree and declare that Sandstorm is a K-State song? He's coming to Manhattan. Has he performed at any other college? I I couldn't tell you that. I have no idea. we got to ask him. Schedule. Yeah, that's exactly. Can you get him on the show? I mean, sure. Can we talk to yeah, Darude? Like, hey, have you done any other colleges? And he'll go, uh, no, it's the first one. I'll go, okay, thanks for coming down, uh, Darude. <laughs> That's the only question you ask. <laughs> well, South Carolina, South Carolina football uses Sandstorm. It's like their big song. Well, I mean, hey. if he is sitting in that chair next to Dave and he said, yeah, it's a K-State thing, I mean, who's going to disagree with him? You know, and there's Over. been there's been so many years that K-State plays a home game on Fake Patty's Day and, like, it's – the student section is a checkerboard mm-hmm. of purple and green. Mm-hmm. Cats are on the road. Fake Patty's Day this year. It's March second. That's a Saturday. Obviously, uh, six o'clock tip at Cincinnati. Sick. Dude. Darude would never go to Cincinnati. No, no he wouldn't. Not a chance. And he's not going to South Carolina either. Come on. Man. Nope. Why would you? He's coming here. And we're going to get him on the game. By the way, speaking of hoops, did you see that the uh, Big 12 has released the format for the men's and women's um, tournaments in Kansas City? I did not. So, moving forward, both the men and women will play in T-Mobile Center. Uh, The women will have it the first week. Second week will go to the men. And that's why, moving forward, when we the Big 12 extends when they get to 16, and then they extend... The um, the conference scheduled to 20 games for the men. The women will stay at 18, and that's because their conference tournament will be a week earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same format for both the men and women. There are now double buys. And I've always said, it's not a real conference tournament unless you have a double buy in there somewhere. <laughs> that's where you get a real Cinderella story if somebody happens to make a run. So... To get a double buy, you have to be a top four, a top four seed, and this, will, of course, will be the only time we'll have a fourteen-team tournament. So it'll look a little bit different, I'm sure, next year. 
But if you play if you play the absolute first day, it's like the original format with the ten team. I say original with the ten teams. Is if you're a bottom four team, you have to play day one. You will get a one round by, as in you'll play in the second round if you are seated five through ten, mm-hmm. and then one through four gets the double by, and one through four to get to the championship, you only need to win three games. See, I'm. I really want somebody from the Big 12, the bottom four team, to make that run and end up winning. Like, they, we have all these Cinderella schools for, like, small conferences. Why can't it just one time happen for the Big 12? Like, get, like, eight for a lock, eight, got eight teams in, lock down, lead pipe lock, and then have one get in because of the conference championship thing and have it be, like, one of the worst. That's what I want, dude. I want that so bad. But well, that was happens. like I think that was Fairleigh Dickinson. Yeah, last year, like they were bad or something. Like, but they won their conference tournament. Yeah, and then they upset Purdue. Dude, it happens every year. There's somebody comes in and you look at their their record and you're like ten and twenty four. The heck are they doing? Oh, they won their conference tournament. That's awesome. I want somebody, Oklahoma State, maybe. Talk about getting hot at the right time. Absolutely. There you go. Three, 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 three. They're playing Darude in their head, and they end up in the tourney. That's what I'm talking about, dude. That's all you need. Well, here in Manhattan, we have a doubleheader of K-State hoops tomorrow. The K-State women, keep this in mind, without Aoka Lee for roughly four weeks, they will still host the Kansas Jayhawks. There's no forfeiting. There's plenty of there's plenty of folks. Yeah, I meant to ask about that because I my my fiance's mom brought it up and I was like, how do they get all the way to Fort Worth and then you just don't play the game? Good question, my friend. Rolled ankles. Might need to call TCU up, get him on the show. Hey man, what's your guys' miles looking like? You you want to reimburse that flight for us? You need to roll over them miles to uh, K State because that's messed up. I'm telling you, it's rolled ankles. They're a real problem. (laughs) They well. For Troy, kind of put it out there. He said that, of course, you talked about they had the two key players with uh, injury uh, for the season. Yeah, there's two starters. Well, yeah. I, one for sure is out for the year. Another right. one, Sedona Prince, has got a, that broken slash dislocated finger. Yeah, has been sitting out a while. So I, I don't know. The so they were story. down to ten, right? They were already down ten with those two, and then six people got hurt. When I mean in between there, when don't you go? Hey, we're not. We're gonna do some shoot around stuff, but we're not practicing, guys. Like, we got ten people here. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy, man. I mean, there have been teams for K State in the past where they're banged up and they don't have enough players to have like a scrimmage and practice. Play a little three on three, but there's no five on five. It's happened before. You ever seen the Junction yeah. Boys the, with the Bear Bryant? Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, I don't ESP- care if they're dead. Get them out there. Yeah, they the got ESP Bear movie. Bryant coaching a TCU, man. Calm down. All right. The men will host Oklahoma State Saturday at 6 o'clock. We'll have the game here on K-Man after the Manhattan Boys wrap up in the champion of the Tournament of Champions in Dodge City. As you know, we can't play the game until Mitch Palm makes its official prediction. Oh, God. That prediction takes place right now. <laughs> this poor man is crying. Why? He missed the game. 
You know, you turn me on. The game Owen Blewett. Podcasts, Google Play, and wasn't listening. Don't let anything else play. We're here. We're here. <laughs> Sorry, Colby. It's just five fifteen. Colby just texted me. I was somewhat distracted, trying to make sure he could hear us. I apologize. That's my bad. You want to play now? Now we go, Mitch Palm. Okay, first, j- just cut all that. Let's restart the segment. <laughs> yeah, I can't blame you there. That's that's a goof on my Mitch part. Mitch Palm, here we go. <laughs> Here's Mitch Palm with tonight's Tomorrow's. prediction. Well, the Cats, 13-4, and 3-1 and one in Big 12, tied for first place. Meanwhile, Oklahoma State is one. They're the only team in the Big 12 without a win right now. 0-4 with an 8-9 record. They've lost four in a row. And also, I mean, four of their losses in non-con were by five points or less. I mean, they took Baylor to overtime, lost by five. They held Baylor to just two makes from three-point range. I swear they broke Baylor's (laughs) three-point shooting. Baylor has been terrible. They're 15% worse in Big 12 play than what they were in the non-con. Damn. Crazy. That's crazy. All right. Series history. K State holds the advantage in the series all time, eighty-five to fifty-eight. And Cats have won two straight. Those are two wins last year. Two good games, but K State comes out on top. As a matter of fact, the game in Manhattan last year that was the first real big keys to key. Alley oop. Oh, yeah. It was the one hander. Yeah. And it was a pass that I thought was too high. Uh-huh. And Key didn't get up enough to to grab it. Just lean back in the lazy chair, one hands it. Ding. Game over. One, See you later, folks. One hour of my life I'd like to be that athletic. Just one hour. I'd go dunk for for a straight 60 minutes. Oh. Have you ever dunked? Ever? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> On an eight-foot goal. I grabbed the net once. <laughs> uh, I used to have some ups. Yeah. All right, looking at uh, at Oklahoma State. Now, I, I referenced, or I brought it up. I talked about Baylor and their drop numbers from three-point range. You know, I, I think Oklahoma State, they were shooting the ball well in non-con. They were good from three-point range. They were 37%, 38%. They have just too many numbers right now that are really falling off um, in conference play. They're just not what they were during the non-con. And a big, the big one is three-point shooting. They were 38% during non-con from three-point range. And right now, Oklahoma State is 29% from three-point range in four games uh, during, uh, during Big 12 play. I mean... Field goal numbers are dropping. Total points are, are 10 points less in conference play. Um, God. And, and Robert Allen, he, he hit it on the head. As a matter of fact, took one of my bullet points here, and that is the way they've been playing defense. I, I watched the Baylor game, and they were selling out on the three-point line because Baylor was a hot three-point shooting team. But then Baylor killed them inside. They just don't have – the full body of work as a good defensive team. What K-State has really turned itself into over the last 13 games is a top-to-bottom strong defensive team. They're going to protect the three-point line, and they're going to compete as rim protectors. 
block shots. Drell Colbert is a fantastic block shot blocker. Uh-huh. Will McNair has turned himself into a really good shot blocker. And by the way, David Gasson can block some shots. Uh-huh. K-State was not a shot blocking team last year. They are this year. Um, Oklahoma State, another thing that just really hurts them is the turnover margin. Worse in the Big 12, in Big 12 play, at minus 6. They're turning it over 13.8 times per game, which is better than K-State because K-State has been the worst team in Big 12 play at turning over the basketball 15 co- times a contest. That's got to get shirt up. they they got to find better ways. I say better ways. They just need to take care of the basketball, yeah. be better at yeah. taking care of the basketball. But Oklahoma State, they, they're not forcing turnovers. Just 7.8 per game, and a handful of those are unforced errors. Mm. You know, so... It'll be interesting to see that clash. K-State, who's been the worst team offensively at turning it over in Big 12 play against the team that doesn't turn teams over in Big 12 play. Hopefully, K-State won't feel the pressure and they're able to take care of the basketball. A couple of players for Oklahoma State that stand out to me. Uh, One is quite obvious, and that's Bryce Thompson. He has been a poke for the last three years. He's a former KU player. 13 points a game. He's a good three-point shooter at 37%. I do worry a little bit about, you know, does Oklahoma State wake up? Does mm-hmm. K-State once again fall victim to a team that all of a sudden wakes up and becomes competitive? If they do, I don't see them doing it for a 40-minute mm-hmm. stretch. It's, you know, maybe for maybe for a half tops. Tops like West Virginia was. Tops for a half uh, in the first half. Point guard Javon Small is a really impressive player. He played 18 games at East Carolina, only played half the year because of a knee injury, but he was a top 50 recruit last year. He's averaging 16 points, five and a half assists. He's also grabbing rebounds at four a game and uh, and also a good three-point shooter at 38%. But really, that's about it. You know, their inside game took a big hit as they brought in a transfer in Isaiah Miranda, 7-1 center, who was originally a top 60 recruit, enrolled at NC State in January, but then opted to transfer at semester and was going to try the NBA draft process, ends up coming to Oklahoma State. And for whatever reason, it sounds like personal reasons, he played three games and we found out two days ago he's off the team. Wow. So a real interesting case there. But other than that, that's what really all stands out to me for Oklahoma State. Listen, this is what really hurts Oklahoma State, though. What hurts them is their nickname is the Cowboys. And (laughs) when's the last time a Cowboys team has won anything? Oh, boy. Yeah, now you're talking. Um, This is the Mitch Palm I like. Um, (laughs) I I was like, uh, catching strays, but you're the one that's catching it. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you think that's going to play into this? The, the, the performance that we saw last weekend, the performance this weekend for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. They got a Dak. Do they have a, a CD Lamb on that team? Going to do nothing? Come on, man. I'm just, I'm nervous to hear your prediction because you've been so on fire the last like four times. Well, and. I'll give you just a couple more thoughts no, here on okay. on K-State before I get to my prediction, but I hear you because it's it's crazy accurate, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's so almost accurate. scary accurate. And I, I went through the software update, so oh. we're going to get back on track with the whole overtime. Is there is going to be overtime? Is there no overtime? Ooh. You know, messed up that one badly uh, in the Baylor game. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just two things I'm very curious about K-State. First of all, just don't turn it over. Take care of the basketball. Go rebound defensively. 
and don't let Oklahoma State have free possessions. But I'm curious about Tyler Perry uh-huh. because he's been in, he's been in this pattern lately. And I made this reference earlier this week, but it's that DJ Khaled song, Up, Down, Up, Down, with uh, T-Pain. Yeah. All I do is win. That's TP from three-point range. Up, down, up, down, up, down. <laughs> Against UCF, he was 6 of 11. West Virginia, 1 for 6. Texas Tech, 4 of 11. Baylor, 1 of 8. Ooh. Is this another hot game for Tyler Perry? If the pattern is true, this will be a big game. I just want him to keep shooting and find that confidence again and knock down some threes. Arthur Kaluma, don't pass up any shots. I also i am looking forward to what Arthur Kaluma does. Last two games, it took him a while to get going. Uh-huh. To be a good basketball player, he was rough for the first 15, well, and I'm talking about his minutes, like the first 15 minutes. But he was pretty key down the stretch, especially against Baylor with his rebounding. Wow. I do think Oklahoma State has some talent. I just don't think they have enough talent to get it done in Manhattan. Ken Palm gives K-State a 79% chance of winning the game by the final score, 70-61. to 61. I'm upping that, as you could probably guess already. I'm upping that to 86% chance the Cats get it done. Final score, 75-60. Cats win by 15 over the Oklahoma State Cowboys inside of Bramlage Coliseum. I love it, dude. I like that a lot. And I do think this is the game where the Cats take care of business and put them away. A UCF kind of game where it's just like we're going to dominate them from half to both halves. We take a break. When we come back, the other half of the doubleheader in Bramlage tomorrow with the K-State women. A major change to the lineup for the Cats. It is a major storyline moving forward. We'll give you those details when we come back on the game. All right, Colby has let me know that uh, they're still in the third in their JV game, so there's a definitely a chance we're going the distance here today. So there will be most likely a delayed pregame for the Manhattan girls taking on Blue Valley. Typically happens. So not a surprise. Um, hey, how about this? This just came across my desk. Um, I have been handed two men's basketball tickets to tomorrow's game to give away. Um, what is your secret? How do you get a hold of these tickets all the time? I don't understand. Are you stealing them? I've got people. Ooh, okay. It's actually Santa Claus. He just does late deliveries throughout the year. Here you go. Just right across the desk. Here you go, buddy. It's just like, it's just so, so frequent here recently. I like it. I think it's cool. And I think the, you know, the listeners love it, but it's like, Hey man. Truthfully, I think I might quit and start applying, give myself some free tickets to the games. <laughs> well, here's what we'll do. Uh, I'm going to give these tickets away at the end of this segment. Um, yes. I'll ask for a caller, so get ready to call in. Uh, we'll do that here in a few minutes. Um, again, that's tickets for the K-State men's basketball game at 6 o'clock tomorrow against Oklahoma State. So get ready. That'll be happening here in just a little bit. So stay tuned. Get your phones ready. Get 537-1350 ready on your phone, ready to hit send. You never know when I'm going to ask for that caller and what number. Ooh. Um, learned earlier today, and I I just I feel so bad for Aoka Lee. Uh, ankle injury, and I saw her in a boot on Monday. Um, played through it against Texas. This is an injury that took place in the Oklahoma, Oklahoma game. So that was the Wednesday prior to the Texas game. 
And uh, Yoki going to be out roughly four weeks due to this ankle injury that required surgery. That happened earlier today. And now rec- recovery is on. Uh, first of all, I think you know, with an injury like that, I think – you know, I think we're rather fortunate that she's only going to be without, uh, out four weeks. The real bummer is obviously that K-State's momentum is really strong right now. Mm-hmm. It's not just you know, what the play on the court has turned into is now you know, K-State fans are talking about women's college basketball at K-State more than they have in probably 20 years. Mm-hmm. It took a long time to get to this spot, be the seventh-ranked team in the nation, highest ranking in 20 years and what comes with that is higher expectations i called k-state a final four team earlier this week and i truly still i still definitely think they are but what what else you start thinking about is like seeding in the big 12 tournament uh, a run for the big 12 regular season championship and by the way if you happen to be a top 16 seed in the ncaa tournament which is one through four of the seeds you get to host a first and second round. Mm. Now, back in the day, I say back in the day, I think this was about six, seven years ago, um, K-State was not a, a top 16 seed, a one through four seed, but because that particular weekend, Stanford was hosting a gymnastics event that Stanford couldn't host. So Manhattan, because of attendance, got that opportunity to host as a seven seed. They did lose to Stanford and Tara Vanderveer in the in the second round, but that was an awesome experience. Mm-hmm, that's cool. Uh, the experience of learning how uptight the NCAA is about what you drink out of at the scorer's table. Wow, they were telling you, no. Oh, you couldn't have a bottle. You had to drink out of a specific-looking NCAA cup that had, wow. like, Powerade on the side, even though they had bottles of Powerade. You had to drink it out of the NCAA cup because it had the NCAA logo wow. on it. And also, I mean, as media, you know, I went to the NCAA tournament last year for the men in, in both uh, North Carolina and New York City, and it was the same deal. Yeah. If you're going out to the court – to work or whatever, you have to have the cup. Whoa. Um, dressed up in a suit to be a PA announcer was very interesting. <laughs> um, and I'm not a big suit guy. I'm not a big dress-up guy. But, you know, it was you know special occasion. Why not? do what you got to do for the gig, dude. Um, you know, I, I, and I don't want to freak out about it. And I have flashbacks of last year, What the, you know, how the team – they struggled without Yoki. Let's be real. Without that inside presence and not having a true five – to play the center, you know, be a five forward, and you know, it, it was a rough year. K State sure. didn't win a game on the road, and now they're seventeen and one. I mean, it's a, with Yoki back and such talent, but th- that's something to keep in mind, and and not to freak out about this. And you know, when I heard about this news, I was really trying not to freak out. I was like, when it was just getting good, it was just taking off, and everybody was talking about women's basketball. I'd been hoping for this day for so long. And then your top player gets hurt, and she's maybe missing seven or eight games with 12 left in Big 12 play. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the season. Sure. And what K-State has this year that they really didn't have last year is depth. Mm-hmm. And they have that downstairs with Gisela Sanchez and Amani Laster and Eliza Moppin, who are now going to get more minutes. And now this is a time for, to prove themselves. I hope this makes K-State a better team. But they're going to have to they, – they, they have no choice but to fight without Aokali for four weeks, roughly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. – um, I still hope everybody shows up for the game tomorrow against KU. I still hope that fans go buy tickets and still want to go see Serena Sundell, the Glenn Twins, um, 
Gabby Gregory, the Gap Goat, bring the baby goats out. The baby gaps. <laughs> yeah. To the game. Bring a real goat to the game. Owen? Do you know if uh, I can donate an ankle to AOK uh, and get her yes. back out there? I just hate that all these athletes deal with injuries from time to time. I'm 25 years old. I sit behind the desk for half my life. I've never broken or fractured a bone in my entire life. I'm like, just... I want to see all these people succeed. I want to see K State make that run, and I just hate that I'm sitting here fully healthy and she's suffering that ankle injury. I've I've only had like other than like a sprained ankle, my only any sort of serious like lower body injury was a a sprained meniscus mm. when I was a junior, um, and I had to sit out last four weeks of JV, which sucked, but. Um, <laughs> I've had weird injuries. I've broken four fingers. Whoa. Really? And it, it, it's all sports-related stuff. Hmm. And I, I've also broken both hands. Damn. Wow. Like a bone in both hands, not yeah. including the not including the fingers. Yeah, I think I have. I had nerve damage in my shoulder from a game in my sophomore year. But other than that, like, no. And I, I did crack my skull open one time as a kid. But oh. that's a, a, not a sport, non-sports-related injury. <laughs> but, yeah, God Donate an ankle out there. Get Yoki back out there. Listen, just call up Ascension via Christie and say, hey, I'm just throwing it out there. How do you donate an ankle? Yeah, I don't know if the frame would work. She's definitely a lot taller than I am. But it's a start. I'll give both of them up. Yeah, it's a start. We're just throwing it out there. Ascension via Christie. If there's anybody that works there, maybe could get Owen on the horn with somebody that that knows. Okay, that's all we're saying. Unfortunately, I can't give an ankle. Oh, yours are. First of all, I am short enough. Sure. (laughs) I can't lose. I can't afford to lose anymore. Yeah. And when I say anymore, like I I never really had it to begin with. Sure. So I don't want to. I don't want to have an opportunity to lose anything. I'll. I I need to use what I can. What I have. I will also donate mine. I was like, I'm a team player. I'll do it. I don't care. I'll do it. I can give away though two tickets. Great segue. Let's do it right now. Owen, what number? Give me a number. Uh, I'm gonna go with my lucky number four. Four is a good number. Call number four, 785-537-1350. I'm going to give you two tickets to the K-State men's basketball game against Oklahoma State. you got to be ready to pick them up tomorrow at Will Call, southwest corner of Bramlage Coliseum. But if you want two tickets to the K-State men against Oklahoma State, give me a call right now. 785-537-1350. Call number four is our winner. And when we come back, blindly rank five after these words. Congratulations from Jay, uh, for, uh, to Jason from Manhattan, as uh, he, he told me on the phone that uh, he's been trying for weeks to win tickets. Oh, man. And, he, and then he just flies in at the last second becomes our main event winner. Dude, all you got to do is grease the wheels a little bit. Here's some cash. Can I win the tickets? Yeah. Here's a burger or something. Like something, the man. Come on, yeah. Jason. Come on, man. All right, uh, so congratulations again for to uh, Jason, and we're completely out of tickets for this weekend. Completely out. So no don't more. Ask. Gonzo. Yeah. Do people hit you up a lot? Yes. People hit you up a lot. Yes. Yeah. Especially like, hey, man, can I get two tickets to the KU game? And you're like, oh, oh yeah. You know what? I'm going to give you two tickets. Maybe I shouldn't even say that. I have not been asked for a single KU ticket game. Uh, ticket to the game yet. Can I have a KU ticket? <laughs> yeah, make it two. <laughs> <laughs> And record broken. Yeah. Owen, have you ever been to a K-State-KU game? I actually have not had the pleasure yet. Um, 
I've had a couple buddies that are KU fans that have made it out to Lawrence, but I don't think any of them have actually came to the Octagon to witness that game yet either. So it's on the bucket list for sure. Well, but only you've been to probably one or two. I have been to one or two. Only yeah. if the Roots playing at halftime. It's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, either that or we could just push a button. <laughs> I'll push the button. I'm pretty good at pushing and, that button. And when I say we, I mean me, because it's obviously me who makes the decision. You uh, go, if, if Sandstorm gets played or not. You look around and you're like, it's time. It's Boom. time. Clunk. You want to play a game of blindly rank five? I am down. Uh, may I have a pin from the the pin of the the K the K man pin situation? Uh, so the way blindly rank five works is I'm going to give Deej a theme, and then at one at a time he's going to rank <clears throat> five things. Yeah, but he doesn't know what's coming next, so it's an anticipation while he ranks these five things. Your theme this week is negative hand gestures. Ooh. Boy, there was a coach <clears throat> earlier this week none too happy with UCF about a, a particular hand gesture. Oof. They said, quit doing that blank. Show some class. It's classless. So I'm like, you know what? There's more negative hand gestures than just that particular one. Absolutely. And uh, it comes on the heels of you getting your butts whipped. I mean, you look. It's a bad look, dude. Oh, I'm going to put it uh, butt in for a second. I know we're not doing Jabroni of the Week. This would be up there for me. Um, if uh, you're, Terry? Yeah, if we're upset about this, they're going to get eaten alive in the SEC. Oh, if you think that that's bad, I mean, it's oh, going to get yeah. a whole lot worse. Maybe not in basketball, but those football fans are going to eat them up. Well, it's like a smoker on a plane. Like, he can't wait to get out of the airport so you can catch a heater. <laughs> And it's like those players, like especially when you're in Austin and you beat the Texas, and it's a rule, of course, you can't do the the horns down during the game. But once that game goes final, let it rip. Yeah, are you kidding me? You have made yourself the Dallas Cowboys of college athletics. There's nothing, and I've never heard a Cowboys fan get upset about people coming after him like that. It, it is what it is. If we're gonna have Texas's back after every eight win football season, you're gonna deal with some horns down. Ooh. Ooh. It is what it is. Ooh, I like it. All right, so negative hand gestures, top five. Again, you rank them how you want it. If you think, oh, they're nasty hand gestures, you hate them. Well, one to ten, or one to five, hate them. Or if you really like them, or whatever. However you want to do this. Okay. Your first negative hand gesture is a thumbs down. Boo. Dude, I was so Real hurtful stuff. So I'm going to rank mine. The hand gestures that have the most impact. Okay. <laughs> and when you do a thumbs down, okay, so I've tried to do this when I'm driving. Instead of yes, letting yes. it rip with the bird, I do a thumbs down and I have gotten some, I've gotten a lot of apologies. I think that it's an <laughs> underrated, it's underrated uh, impact on your heart. I think a thumbs down is number two dude i'm putting thumbs down wow as a number two kind of situation i love a good you're showing the thumbs up and then you bring it around yeah. and then really spike the thumb oof. Oof. and the double thumbs down oh, is you just brutal brutal man when you're double barreling the thumbs my god <laughs> Ooh, you're not happy that double guy is barrel. not happy man <laughs> oof all right your second negative hand gesture is a shaking fist. Oh. Ooh, I don't know if I've Why ever had... I gotta. 
I don't know if I've ever had the pleasure of shaking my fist at somebody, but that's rough, dude. Okay, okay. I think the impact of shaking your fist at somebody is that's very impactful, but I'm going to keep it at a five. I think that's reserved mm. for older uh, gentlemen. Yeah, it's not what it used to be. Shaking that's, a fist at the cloud. That's a get off yeah. my lawn kind of. Abe Simpson, man gets mad at cloud, yes. All right, so you have thumbs down at two, the shaking fist at five. We're ranking five negative hand gestures. Your third is the bird. Oh, yeah. The middle finger. The classic middle finger. I didn't know what it was until Stone Cold Steve Austin came into the... Into my life. And you're like, what's that? And you're And then I'm giving everybody the bird. (laughs) It's the greatest thing of all time all of a sudden. Man. It is, there is something about being a young man, like a young kid, and finding out about the bird and just letting them rip. And that first time that an adult catches you and you're like, (gasps) you feel like you're going to go to jail or something. First time I got the belt. Ooh. Ooh. That's a tough one. They were like, you're not going to do that. And you're like, Unfortunately, I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna. Did you stop. do it to your parents, or like just no, you never to, to my parents, okay. but my sister for Ooh, sure. I would do it in yeah. school. Oh, yeah. Mitch, you and I had the same issue. You took that stuff to school. That's where you get in trouble. Oh man, you- I, whenever Stone, I, I mimicked Stone Cold so much as a kid, and whenever I heard something, my sister was the first victim. Oh boy, oh the first victim. It's one. You know it. One. Flip off. It's not flick, by the way. <laughs> um, flicking someone off. I want to flick you off in the, the head. The w- one last question. Are you a thumbs out with it or a thumbs in oh, kind of guy? There's, okay, so. Kid th- Rock did the thumbs out thing on it, on that album. Yeah. And I'm like, nah. Yeah. I am someone that it changes for me. It was a lot like my batting stance in baseball. Just kind of uh, how I felt like going up at the plate. So sometimes it's like in. Sometimes I got the double. <laughs> That's like, the signature, right? You know, there. like the, like the like fingers. Sometimes it's good to just hold all the fingers and let your middle finger like just out there, like that's a yeah. All right, so you have middle finger at one, thumbs oh. down at two, the shaking fist at five. We have two left. Number four is the L sign, loser, Ooh, loser. Dude. L7 Weenie? Oh, boy. Oh, the loser sign. That's... Oh, man, you loser. That's so 50s. That's a four. I wish I could put it at five, though, because that's a 50s thing. Man, you know, there there was that time in the 2000s where calling somebody a loser and using the uh, L to the forehead, Yeah, you would try to no-sell it, but if it was like... A pretty girl that maybe you kind of liked, and then she just kind of buries you like that. Yeah, it hit a little bit. It's worse than the bird in that case. Loser. I like it just out and about. One of my favorite pictures of my buddies. He's calling a basketball. Game. I don't even remember the story behind it, but he's at an announcer's table. He's got his headset on. He just does the smirk and he's like, "It's our favorite." It's like one of my favorite meme reactions to send. Gotcha. Yep. I said he's a Cowboys fan. I sent it to him last weekend. I am just when somebody does that, I just. I think, hey, you want to do that? I'll flip you off. Just, <laughs> We're going to raise the stakes. I, I'll raise the stakes on you. <laughs> I do that, the flip off or the arm thing. You know, the, the, the like arm yeah. inside the crook of the arm. Yeah, whatever. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> up, you're, you know, like, oh, yeah. 
I'll do that. that. But there's arms involved, so I didn't include that. Oh, yes, hand gestures. Ha- just hand gestures only. Final one, you had three open, middle finger one, thumbs down two, the L for loser at four, and then the shaking fist at five. Number three is the goodie, maybe my favorite one of all time, <laughs> because I have friends that like Texas. Horns down. Oh, yeah. Oh, perfect spot for that. That's a good one, yeah. That's a good spot for that. Um, it just feels so right, doesn't it? It just it works so good. There's that picture of Braylon Edwards. You remember that uh, wide receiver for he played at Michigan and they beat Texas a number of years ago. And he like ran up to the student section and like he did it the way he did the double horns down right in front of him. It was perfect, picture perfect, in fact. It just feels so good. To get that horns down, and especially a double horns down. Oh, boy. Well, we just got the update from old Colby uh, out in Stillwell, Kansas, that uh, pregame starting here very soon. So we need to wrap up the show. Oh, God. So let's go ahead. We'll, we'll jump to our last break, but we're going to wrap up the show right now as uh, Manhattan High Girls Basketball. Coming up next, Colby Van Camp on the call from Stillwell, Tigers Lady Indians is coming up next after this timeout. Thank you for listening to the game for Owen, Deej, Mitch. Go Cats.